Australia's tourism industry crashes. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my Stein of coffee and I thought we'd have a look at this ABC News article with regards to our tourism industry crashing here in Australia. Now, I've spoken about this many times before and I'll bring up my chart here, the infographic, the National Tourism satellite account showing you how large a portion of our GDP tourism is 60 billion dollars guys it employs 3.3 percent or sorry the employment is up 3.3 percent it employs 5.2 percent of Australia's workforce it's about half the size of our retail sector alone and I wonder if you know honestly you'd think retail would overlap significantly with the tourist sector but it's a big chunk of employers and employees big part of our economy and well with the bushfires being published all around the world and apparently australia is gone and now we have the coronavirus scare restrictions on people flying to australia restrictions on people traveling around the world and people just not wanting to get out there's another issue so and during in these previous videos other people have mentioned in the comments on my my videos that there are you know business is dead cancellations have happened i was listening to the radio just the restaurants here in in sunnybank are all dead they're all dead it's the asian suburb people aren't going out which is surprising here with the you know the chinese community they go out to dinner all the time you know we've got peak hour traffic here at 9 p.m it's crazy so let's have a look guys let's have a look bushfires and the coronavirus Twin disasters hit Australia's tourism sector. Jason Crownshaw runs bus tours in the iconic New South Wales Blue Mountains and normally has six hop-on, hop-off hop off buses on the road over December and January, but not this summer. During some of those days, we only ran one bus and that was really just to try and ensure we were still out there servicing the people that were coming out, but we were really running on very few people he said his family run has run the fantastic Aussie tours business for more than four decades in 45 years I've never seen any sort of downturn like this in 45 years the images of the Australian bushfires that were beamed across the world elicited international sympathy and donations but deterred holidaymakers even before the Blue Mountains itself was directly threatened the tourism downturn began the first cancellation the blue mountains received was in september last year when the fire started on the north coast of northern new south wales and that was international travelers who didn't come to australia he said there's a hotel in mount victoria that had a wedding cancelled for october 2020 and that was just because of the fear of the fires in october this year more than five months on from the first bushfire-induced cancellations, the coronavirus outbreak now threatens to derail the recovery. There are a few Blue Mountains operators who certainly are involved directly with the Chinese market, such as Scenic World, and they've had immediate cancellations for group bookings going forward, he said. So a shutdown crisis looms amid outbreak uncertainty. In the Sydney suburb of Epping, Jane Yarn's travel agency is busy, busily fielding phone calls, 
but they are not new bookings. Instead, Ms. Yan and her colleagues are assisting customers who are stuck at airports in Beijing and Shanghai due to flight cancellations. Everyone is frustrated. I just spoke to Quantum's staff and they are very frustrated as well because they don't know what is going to happen, she said. Ms. Yan estimates that 40 to 50% of her revenue comes from Chinese tour groups visiting Australia, which the Chinese government has reportedly banned from leaving the company, turning off the tap on Australia's biggest inbound tourist market. So I'll bring this chart up again, guys. Look at the number of people that are employed. Just think about that. Here's another sector where we're dependent on Chinese tourism, guys. Do you still think the Reserve Bank's predictions that this is going to be a good year for the Australian economy will hold true? How, how can they even, don't they, they, they'd know this data. They'd be well on top of all of this. Wouldn't they? So that is in addition to federal government restrictions blocking entry to many people who have transited, transited through mainland China and airlines suspending flights. For my tour groups, I've cancelled my restaurant bookings, I've cancelled my hotel bookings, air ticket bookings, she said. I know people who work on this street from the restaurants, they have already been retrenched. It worries going around, it's, it's worrying going around the Chinese market. Of the 9.3 million tourists that visited Australia last year, 1.4 million were from China, spending an average of $9,235 per trip and $12.3 billion in total, according to Tourism Australia. For many international, from an international tourism perspective, for many businesses, I think there's already a crisis, she said. When we're not getting any Chinese visitors virtually, there's a very substantial impact every month for us as long as this goes on and potentially even after because we'll have to reconstitute constitute the relationship and the marketplace. Ms. Yon is concerned that it may not take long for some of her industry colleagues to go under. They've still got like us, American, Chinese visitors to come, Hong Kong people to come, Malaysian visitors to come, but the proportion of these guests is only about 20 to 30% of the whole groups going. For example, a coach is going to have 35 seats at full capacity, but now you're only running about seven seats. But how long can they carry on that, this business? If this issue is carried on for another two or three months, a lot of businesses like ours are probably going to face shutdown. There you go. I definitely wouldn't be taking on extra debt. Domestic tourism operators in bushfire affected regions have already faced a similar crisis this summer and do not yet know if they will make it through. Nicole McDonald manages holiday rentals in Batesman Bay on the south coast of New South Wales. A number of properties she manages in the town of Rosedale were lost in the fire and she spent the New Year's period making sure guests had evacuated to safety and dealing with power outages, cancellations and refunds in the aftermath. We've just done the figures and we've lost 60% of our yearly income, she said. Mrs. McDonald looked into the support available to small businesses such as hers which have not had direct property damage. And while she found she might be eligible for an interest-free loan, it is not an offer she intends to take up. I definitely wouldn't be taking on extra debt. Holiday income is obviously quite variable anyway. And with no guarantee of people booking in the future, definitely, definitely won't be doing that. So that's a very smart, smart woman there. Very smart. She's got it. She knows. So small businesses are struggling to keep on staff. Yes, and... 
we're going to see an increase in unemployment in these regions, guys, which is not a good thing. Unemployment's always higher in the regions anyway. Nearly 200 kilometers south of Batesman Bay, the town of Eden was hit as the broader fire moved north from Victoria. Weeks later, a normally packed caravan park was instead nearly empty, with only a few holidaymakers and permanent residents occupying cabins. Discovery Parks Eden is part of the G'day groups, founded and run by Grant Wilkins, who traveled to Eden to meet with staff in the wake of the bushfires. We've got several parks that have got scorched forests and bushlands. We're very, very lucky, he told ABC New South Wales, surveying the burnt trees and vegetations that come right up to a, a fire break at the park's perimeter. Hmm. Funny that. Funny that, how a fire break worked. You know, maybe we should should investigate that or just look at royal commissions from 100 years ago and look at their suggestions and maybe implement them. Everyone remember those protesters who were protesting against uh, backburning, which I know isn't fire... Oh, no, it's not backburning. Hazard reduction, which I know isn't like a fire break. But still, the, the G'day group has 280 parks across the country, giving it the scale and the geographic diversity to withstand the summer disaster with some return customers for going a refund in favor of credit towards next summer's holidays. The good news is that another January, that good news is there's another January, it comes again next year, he said. The reality is a lot of smaller businesses, this is the one month when they make most of their money. Mr. Wilkins said his business was able to continue pay paying casual staff who did not receive work due to park closures. However, many smaller operators in fire affected areas have had to lay off employees. In the coastal town of Merimbula, north of Eden, Simon Miller's whale watching and boat tours business has managed to keep on its permanent staff, but has not had shifts available for casuals. I know from speaking to a number of other businesses in the town, there's huge amounts of people that no longer have a job, he said. Job losses mean less disposable income to be spent back in town, which is relying on more local trade, until tourism returns. The Australia Day long weekend was a really busy weekend for us. Still not nearly at the levels that it normally is, but it's good to see people definitely start to come back out, he said. He's hoping international tourism will not be deterred from heading down the coast during the next whale watching season after smoke made it difficult to spot whales at the tail end of last season. As tourism and social media campaigners encourage Australians to holiday and fire affected towns, that are back open for business. Nicole McDonald is hoping for a strong Easter period in Batesman Bay to help her business. We'll see how the next couple of months go, if we can trade out of it or not. Well, guys, there you go. We are starting to see the decline in one part of our economy. And, well, really the best thing we can do is all plan to go on a holiday, a local holiday there. But can Australians afford it, guys? Can they afford it? What do you think will happen this year? Do you think this is just another nail? In the recession coffin take care guys let me know your thoughts and opinions below please like share and subscribe to the channel if you're a fan and want to help us a little bit extra we have a patreon where you can make a monthly donation you can also join the channel here on youtube we have affiliate links with independent reserve amazon and ebay we also have merch we sell on the highest website and paypal to contribute that way thanks for all your help and support take care and i will talk to you later bye for now